Good morning. It's Wednesday, January 27th. I'm Duarte Geraldino. And I'm Shemitha Basu. This is Apple News Today. Each morning, hear about some of the most fascinating stories in the news and how the world's best journalists are covering them. Today, President Joe Biden is set to sign several executive orders to combat climate change, but he's also going to need legislative action, and that could be tough. Republicans are pushing back on the president's climate agenda, and he's not just going to have to get Republicans on board. He also very specifically needs Joe Manchin's vote. Now, you'd think because Manchin is a Democrat, that would be easy, but... Not so fast. He's a conservative lawmaker from coal country and committed to protecting the interests of people in his tiny state. The Washington Post has a profile of Senator Manchin and some things to know about him. He's been critical of the Paris Climate Agreement. As governor of West Virginia, he sued the Environmental Protection Agency over mountaintop mining restrictions. And back in 2010, he released this ad of himself holding a hunting rifle, literally shooting a copy of an Obama-era climate change bill. And though he's technically a Democrat, he represents a very red state, which means he doesn't always vote in lockstep with his party. Yeah, he kind of paints himself as a Washington outsider. There's this one detail in the Washington Post piece that really stuck out to me. Senator Manchin claims to dislike D.C. so much that instead of keeping an apartment in the city like most lawmakers do, he sleeps on a houseboat. It's called almost heaven. The Washington Post explains, Manchin's also been open to shifting his stance on climate issues. In 2019, he worked across the aisle with Republican Senator Lisa Murkowski to push through the biggest conservation legislation in a decade. He's also made sure the latest coronavirus stimulus bill had billions in funding for solar, wind and battery storage. And remember earlier when I said that he sued the EPA as governor of West Virginia? Mm -hmm. Well, he later reversed course on that exact issue and ended up asking federal officials to look into the potential environmental harm from mountaintop mining. His environmental score by the League of Conservation Voters was at 20 percent in 2014, and it went up to 86 percent by 2019. At the end of the day, Manchin seems committed to policy that strikes a balance between the environment and the economy. And people who know him well say his first priority is doing what's right for his home state. So if Biden wants Manchin's vote on climate legislation, the Post writes, the bill will need to find ways to keep West Virginians working. President Biden says the government is working on a deal to buy 200 million more vaccine doses, which could be enough to vaccinate most Americans by the end of the summer. And yet there's a big difference between wanting 200 million doses and having 200 million doses. Mm -hmm. One of the biggest hurdles is the global supply chains. And sometimes a tiny thing makes a big difference. In this case, I'm talking about special syringes that can suck up every last drop of the COVID vaccine from its vials. Yes, we will explain. When the Pfizer vaccine first came out, it came in a vial with a label that said it contains five doses. But the people who were administering the vaccine pretty soon found out there's actually enough in every vial to get a sixth dose. It was as if we realized our vaccine supply suddenly went up by 20 percent. But here's the catch. You need that special syringe that Duarte mentioned to get that final dose. It's called a low dead space syringe. CNBC explains 
Right now, there aren't enough of those syringes, so that sixth dose is often trashed. And here's where the limits of the global supply chain start making things tough. Reuters broke the news that the leading syringe maker in the world can't meet demand. It just doesn't have the capacity to substantially increase the supply of these low dead space syringes. Right. And then there's the business side of things. You see, Pfizer's contract with the U.S. government was originally for 200 million doses. And they were basing their math off the understanding that every vial holds five doses. Now that we've discovered that there are actually six doses in every vial, Pfizer has made some adjustments on their end to send fewer vials while still technically fulfilling their contract for the number of doses. And on the syringe production side, Reuters reports the U.S. government is in talks with other manufacturers to see what exactly is possible. The government also started giving healthcare providers kits that include these special syringes. And President Joe Biden invoked the Defense Production Act. That could boost the supply, too. Your digital footprint can haunt you for your whole life. Just type in your name in a search engine, see what pops up. Probably your social media accounts first, but also any news articles that mention you. And how those articles describe you or your actions could hurt your chances of getting a job, buying a home, or even making friends. The Boston Globe is trying to take some steps to stop that. It's just the latest in a media reckoning over how past journalism hurt people of color. The Boston Globe said they don't want stories about minor crimes or embarrassing incidents to follow folks around forever. They're now allowing people to petition the paper to have information about themselves removed or added to old stories about minor crimes or transgressions. Yeah, what the Globe is doing is part of a larger movement. The Washington Post writes about how some other newspapers have been rethinking how their coverage disproportionately affects black and brown people. Just in the past few months, the Kansas City Star and the Los Angeles Times apologized for their history of racist reporting that harmed local communities of color. This idea of removing names or even entire articles is something journalism schools tell you you should not be doing. Always leave the original up, and if you need to, add a clarifying note or correction. So goes their advice. That's the guidance. But what the Boston Globe and other papers are grappling with is, what if the premise of the original story was unjust? That's to say, our criminal justice system disproportionately targets and arrests people of color. But why should that injustice extend to news coverage? Yeah, and the Globe gives some examples of stories that they might reconsider if someone petitions them. For example, a person who was arrested for vandalism but never charged, or minor crimes that happened long ago, or even incidents that were embarrassing but not criminal. By the way, this is not a guaranteed thing. A panel at the Boston Globe will decide whether to update the story or remove a person's name or even just pull the story from Google searches. And a higher standard will be applied to public figures. On the Boston Globe's website, they explain they see this as part of their effort to change their approach to covering criminal justice. They say they're not in the business of rewriting the past, but they don't want to stand in the way of a regular person's ability to craft their future. Okay, Dorote, I'm going to put you on the spot. Oh. Do you believe in Bigfoot? It depends on who's in the room and how big their feet are. 
<laughs> you have Bigfoot days? Well, you're going to fit right in in Oklahoma, where there is this big debate brewing, not just about whether Bigfoot is real, but about whether there should be a real hunting season for him. That's right. Fox News is reporting a Republican state lawmaker in Oklahoma, Justin Humphrey, introduced a bill to create a season for hunting Bigfoot. Mm -hmm. Yes, this is a real bill. He says it's meant to drive tourism, and it's getting a lot of attention. Oklahoma apparently has a really high number of Bigfoot sightings, and also the second highest number of marijuana dispensaries in the U.S., but that's just a coincidence. (laughs) Total coincidence. Well, this bill apparently has upset a lot of people in Oklahoma, because the people who don't believe in Bigfoot there are like, this is a waste of time and resources. And the people who do believe in Bigfoot, because there are people who do believe in Bigfoot, are saying, why would you create a hunting season for Bigfoot? That's just mean. Leave Bigfoot alone. (laughs) And now, after all these angry reactions, Humphrey is clarifying. The hunt won't be to kill Bigfoot, but rather to capture the creature, bring him back alive, and maybe measure his foot. Is that what they're trying to do? (laughs) I didn't realize that was the idea. You can find all these stories and more in the Apple News app. And while you're there, check out some of our audio stories. We'll talk with you again tomorrow. 